We're back. It's another episode of the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Podcast. Good evening to all the beautiful people out there. I'm your host, Dustin Lunt, and across from me is my equally as beautiful co-host. Too kind. How are you doing this evening, Jake? I am Jake Trowbridge, and I'm doing terrific. Great. uh, You know what? I just actually want to get ahead of this. I want to also say a shout-out to the non-beautiful people out there. Now, I know that they may not recognize themselves as non-beautiful, but I just want to be all-encompassing here... Just in case we have some non-beautiful people listening, which I'm oh. sure we don't. I'm sure that they're all beautiful, top tier. Uh, well, especially the ones now. that are listening; those are the beautiful people. <laughs> yeah, if you're hearing this, the ones that aren't listening, they can beautiful. they can go get bent. They, get they need to start egg. listening. That's how you get beautiful. That's right. Yeah, in- inside at least. <laughs> all right, what are we getting into? Yes, yeah, so we're back after a one week hiatus here. It's the off season. We can it play is. it a little loosey goosey. That's right. I, I had a little issue with the puppers this past week, which kind mm-hmm. of kept us out of commission. Yes. But the puppers is doing extremely well which now. We're very happy about. So happy, and everybody on Twitter has just been the cat's pajamas about it. I said cat's pajamas, I even noticed. though it's a dog. I noticed. Because I want to involve cat people, too. Again, all-inclusive podcast yes. here. Uh, but no, it's so she's great, which means I'm great, which means we're right back into it. That's right. So this week's episode, we're going to be doing a little look, look-see back at uh, yeah. previous year. Kind of things to remember uh, going into your draft. Uh, things to remember as, as the summer progresses. Things start happening, you know, especially once training camp hits, preseason games, you know, things to remember for going into your draft, little time of reflection. And then if we have time at the end of the episode, maybe do a little bit of a name that player, a little game, a little game show. That's right. But it is. It's both a look back and a look forward all in one episode, uh, which is kind of incredible if I'm just going to say so myself. And I will. Um, But I feel like immediately after the season it's the best time to reflect because it's fresh in your head. Mm-hmm. And and you know that two, three months from now, there are going to be those things that slip through the crack uh, that you're going to want to recall and you're not going to be quite able to. That's right. So, so if we have it on record, we can go back to That's it. why we're here this week. But first things first, what are we drinking this week, Jake? We are drinking one of my favorites. So this is not a new beer to us, but goddamn, is it a great beer new to, to us. New to the podcast, though. That's correct. We have not reviewed this one yet. We've not given it the official uh, DTFF ranking. This is Johnny Blood Red. It's from Town Brewing. Uh, it's an Irish-style red ale. It is delicious. I know. I've had it multiple times. It is a great beer. It's terrific. And here's the thing. It's it's a style that you just don't see too much. No. And you see done well even less often. So when you find one that hits that spot, you, you have to go back to the well. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're doing here. Sadly, so it's a title town brewing from Green Bay. Mm-hmm. I, I wish... That they would have to like change their cans for next year to reflect a, uh, an additional title somehow. Yeah, but sadly, that will not well, be the case. The Johnny Blood works because the Packers did just get killed <laughs> in that playoff game, so <laughs> is, it is appropriate. <laughs> that is accurate. Now, you know, some uh, uh, dutiful listeners might suspect that we actually didn't record because we were so heartbroken. Last no, week. absolutely not. You know. I'm a I professional. Can, I can understand that there might be a conspiracy theory or no. two out there about us. But no, are, are, are we are excited for the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Well, I'm not going to speak for you. 
Oh, no, I'm excited. It's football. It's the last football until (sighs) July. Like the last live football we got. I know we have the draft and things like that. But, yeah, it's the last live football, so I'm very excited for it. God, I I love that. Just had my first gulp of the Johnny Blood. I already know. uh, So for listeners that that, uh, forget because we did have that time off, we are doing the official DTFF beer rankings on uh, Untapped, mm-hmm. which is an app that's free to download and catalog all of your beer havings. I yes. Guess, right? So I know what I want to rate this. You want to give it a five, don't you? No, because oh. I feel like five, <laughs> oh boy, you, you almost lose some cred, uh, credentials mm-hmm. by, by rating anything a five. You know, you got to almost save it in a way. I'll go 4.75. Okay. I'll go the closest to five as possible. That's fine. That's fine. Does that sound like you're fully? I'm on fully board on with board. This. It's got a beautiful uh, copper cover, cover color. I know how to talk. Sure. It's got a beautiful copper color to it. It's very malty. It's very good. It's incredibly malty. Like you're not gonna find nary a hop uh, in this beer. No, which is fine with me. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's, for it's the, very low hop hop flavor. For that deep winter, yeah, you know, it's, it's a perfect beer for this time of year. It, man. Fuck, it's good. I'm doing it. I'm doing All the right. 4.7. Do it. So we advise you to download the Untapped app. Mm-hmm. Not a sponsor uh, yet. Yeah, uh, hopefully. <laughs> but but go ahead, download it. Follow us mm-hmm. along. Show if you have suggestions for beers. Dear God, please give them to us. Absolutely, that's all we want. <laughs> or better yet, ship beer to us. Ooh, that's and true. we will try beers that yeah. that you think are really good, and we will rate them and talk about them on this podcast. Even better, even better. So if you're interested in doing that, reach out to us. We'll give you an address to ship to. That's right, and, and we will rank your beer on on air here. Well, speaking of drinking mm-hmm. and things that we love, mm-hmm. it's time for our favorite favorite segment. That's <laughs> the best one of all time, I think. Drunk trade of the yes, week. the drunk trade. So this week's drunk trade comes from at FF Dynasty King. Quite the uh, not humble. It's <laughs> uh, got a lot of hubris. You, ooh, good good vocab this week. Um, comes from FF Dynasty King, who says, "I had a few too many drinks one night, as you do." Got an offer in my inbox. Two firsts for James Washington. So to be clear, mm-hmm. he was offered two first-round picks in exchange for his yes. James Washington. I'm going to assume it's two 2020 first-round picks. Yeah, I, I will go with that assumption as well. It does not uh, clarify that, but mm-hmm. let's say 2021. Yes. Although I'm not sure it matters. He had to keep double-checking that he wasn't, in fact, the idiot. Well, Wait. after you've had a few drinks. Right. Of course, you see something like that. You're going to say, Did am I reading this Smith right? Did <laughs> Schuster retire all of a sudden right. or whatever? So waited a half hour to accept because I thought I was missing something. Which is very good on him. Absolutely. I mean, that's... You ever smash accept and oh. then get that nervous pit in mm-hmm. your stomach? Like, oh, wait. Did I check the news? Uh, so waited. <laughs> he was not missing something. Spoiler alert. Other guy was definitely drunk. And... Two first-round picks. Yes. For James Washington. That ah, is incredible. I believe that James Washington can become a good player, certainly, I could s- I could see giving up a first for him, if you believe in him that much. Sure. If you, if you think he's going to be the true number two there, mm-hmm. um, maybe once they get their quarterback situation figured out, mm-hmm. and if you believe this last season was an anomaly mm-hmm. in terms of what their offense looked like, yeah, 
it's okay. But two first, no, no sir. Yeah, that's that is cuckoo bananas, as they say. <laughs> People do say that. I'm going to uh, rank this trade, oh, like a four Jaeger shotter with uh, with an extra slap in the in the face. Oh, yeah. I'm going to give it 13. And our very scientific uh, scale here. Yes, it is. This has been tested by Bill Nye. All right. So we do not have any beer bet payoffs this no, week. No. We'll give ourselves a break. Yeah. We, we got time. That's right. To make these pay off and to create new ones for that matter. Mm-hmm. So we'll get right into the meat of the episode here. Our 10 things to remember for next draft season. Now, I don't know about you, but I put mine in no particular order. Same. Okay. Yeah. This is not order of importance. Right. So just want to make that clear. This is not order of importance. This is just 10 things that we feel like you need to remember as you're getting ready for the next draft season. That's right. Bookmark this episode. That's right. Take notes. Do whatever you need to do. Mm-hmm. Because in three months' time, you're going to need That's this. right. You're going to need to remember right. this. So, Jake, you want to start us off? I would love to. And mine is a very simple kickoff here. Mm-hmm. It's something that everybody knows in their minds, but not always in their hearts. Last year's production... It's never guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Okay? I don't care how elite a player is. I don't care if 90% of the situation from the previous year has remained the same going into the next year. You have to then focus on that 10% because mm-hmm. that 10% can change a hell of a lot. That's right. So maybe you have the same offensive coordinator and the same quarterback, but this wide receiver, who was a top-five guy... Maybe has a little bit of extra competition. Or maybe he had a, a little nothing injury that was reported early in camp that you don't think is going to really be much of an issue. Keep your eye out on those things. Do your research on those things. Mm-hmm. Don't just get swept away by whatever the narrative is and gloss over the rest of it. That's right. I mean, look at uh, Patrick Mahomes. Perfect example. Pretty exactly. much everything in that offense stayed exactly the same as the year before. They actually added talent to it with Hardman. That's right. They added talent with uh, running backs. Like they added, you know, McCoy, yeah, he's getting old, but they added running back depth. They solidified. You know? That's right. Pretty much everything stayed the same. And look at his production. It dropped. And everybody thought he was a surefire, number one QB, can't miss. He still had a very great year. Don't yep. get me wrong. And, yes, he did miss some games. Right. But he still wasn't going to hit that 50 touchdowns that he hit the season before. Exactly right. Look at the Rams as a whole. Look Mm -hmm. at that entire offense. Now, just from a skill position perspective, everything's the same. Mm. We were worried about Todd Gurley's knee. That was about the only thing that was talked about for this team in the Mm offseason as a negative. Everything else, Sean McVay is a genius. Mm -hmm. Jared Goff is a very capable quarterback. That wide receiving trio, oh, amazing. Well, all of a sudden, everybody from that offense took a step down Mm -hmm. because their offensive line got downgraded a little bit. And all of a sudden, that was a massive impact. Absolutely. So never guaranteed. Mm -hmm. Do your research. Make sure you're aware of that uh, outlier. That's right. All right. So my first thing to remember is, and I think pretty much all the savvy fantasy football players know this, but late round QB remains a great draft strategy. Absolutely. So you're, you're going to be tempted this next year <laughs> to draft Lamar in the first round. Don't do it. <laughs> just I'm telling you right now, just don't. It will not pay off in the long run. Will he have another amazing season? 
chances are very good. Is it going to be as great as this season? Probably not. Because as we just said, That's right. last year's production is never guaranteed. So just a couple stats to um, get my point home here. Mahomes, he was drafted number 12 overall, ADP, number one QB off the board. Finished as QB8. Not bad. Number one QB. But that's a steep drop-off. But that's a big drop-off. Aaron Rodgers, number 47 overall, number three quarterback off the board. Finished as QB11, like right on the fridge of a QB1. And then on the flip side, everybody's hero, Lamar, drafted at 106, 14th overall quarterback taken off the board, finished as a QB1. I mean, you don't get better return than that. God, no. And then Dak, the perennially underrated QB1 out there in fantasy football. <laughs> just don't get it. Drafted uh, 122, number 17 quarterback off the board. Number 17, not even the top half of quarterbacks drafted. And a lot of leagues just undrafted yes. at that point. Finished as the QB3. I mean, that is insane value. Take your skill position players early. Even if, it, even if you want to take one of the elite tight ends, I can get on board with that. I still don't necessarily recommend it, sure. but I can get on board with that at least. QB, there's so much depth, and the variance from year to year is incredible. Uh, I believe on the Ballers, I was listening to their their episode this week of the twelfth or um, the Truth episode about quarterbacks. Oh, sure. There was forty different quarterbacks that had a top twelve performance this last season. That's absurd. Forty. That's that's. Actually absurd. Yes. Was my name on that list? It, it might have been. I feel like it could be. I didn't fact check it, but it could have number been. number of uh, folks. So, yes. So, the point is, spend your draft capital on the other positions that matter. You can get a really good, solid quarterback late in the draft. Absolutely. I love it. I also love people in my leagues that get really cute with running back committees Mm -hmm. don't get cute with rbbc's so there was some more hype this offseason about damian williams in kansas city because he was there another year he looked so great at the tail end of last year oh he was amazing right and this is for those people who miss out maybe on drafting those top tier running backs early and they decide to play the waiting game Maybe go full zero RB. Well, just looking at the top 12 uh, fantasy finishes at the running back position, not a single one of them can be considered truly part of an RBBC. The closest that might be in there is Nick Chubb, because for the last eight games, Kareem Mm -hmm. Hunt was in there and and took away minimal value. Minimal. Minimal (laughs) value. You can maybe say the same with Austin Eckler because Melvin Gordon kind of came in halfway towards the end and uh, snuck snuck some uh, goal line touches mm-hmm. here and there. But in general, every one of these guys was the guy in their backfield, and that's not a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Keep going further and further down the list. You're going to see a sparse number of guys who are in that committee who, who win you a league. It's not fun. To play this game of, 
can I really start this guy this week? Mm-hmm. Is he going to get the majority of the touches this week? People who went in on, on Miles Sanders or Jordan Howard. Oh, I've got a great example because I did it on multiple leagues of mine this oh? year. Uh, Tevin Coleman. Oh, God, I just Because yes. I, 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 I believed in him going into the season. I thought he was going to be the man. I thought this was it. And it was a crapshoot week to week if he was going to get the touches or not. And let me tell you, it was painful. Right? You're Boy. right. Was, was, was it going to be Coleman or is it going to be Raheem Mostert? Or is it going to be Matt Breida's week? Or is it going to be Jeff fucking Wilson's week? You just don't know. You don't know. And San Francisco is the perfect example of mm-hmm. this and will be the perfect example of this next year. I'm telling you right now, San Francisco running backs pretty much off my draft board for next year. I don't need that headache and I need that clarity because you you can uh, tinker with your Sunday lineup mm-hmm. quite a bit. But when you have a running back by committee, that tinkering is almost always going to do you it. Yeah, it's going to backfire. For sure. All right. Next, I have Know Your League and Exploit Opportunities. So as we like to talk about in our, our home league here, um, it, it, it's, a, it is, it's a home league. We're, it's not, we're, we're not all sharks. That's right. Some of us are minnows. Some of us are just dolphins who just yes. like to flip in the air. So we know as Jake and I, mm-hmm. that there are certain tendencies that our league does every year. And I will say it's been getting better. They're, they're starting to, to come around. We're getting more consistent. Yes. Better. But every year, there's quarterbacks that go in the first round. And normally, on most years, multiple quarterbacks like three go four. in the first round yeah. every single year. And you know what? We know this, and we can exploit that. So just know your league. You know, know you know, know the scoring settings. That's very important. Know, you know, because for instance, for myself with Jameis this year, we have very stiff penalties in our league for interceptions and sacks. Well, I decided to ride that roller coaster. Worked out in the end. But But you have to be aware of that's that. right. You have to you be can't aware. You go in assuming that everything is flat across the board, the that's same as right. other leagues. So, so know your league, know your settings, know 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 the people you're playing against, and exploit any opportunities you have because they are literally razor thin in fantasy football. Do you know, for example, that somebody in your league is a diehard Bengals fan somehow? <laughs> if that person exists, please. Maybe that's a situation where you try and trade them exactly a Joe Mixon type for a haul. Yes, or uh, try and you know, snipe them. Yes, or or like an Auden Tate, someone that mm-hmm. that you know has that hype that hasn't really produced yet. Use dangle that out there for him. Absolutely. I'm not gonna lie. I, if somebody had come to me with a trade uh, trying to give me Jake Kumaro midway through the year, I probably would have took it just because I'm that much of a homer. Absolutely, I might have done it. So exploit those opportunities when they present themselves. Absolutely. All right, number six on our list here. The offensive coordinator, or whoever the play caller is, those tendencies, those are your friend. That's where you're going to find any sort of consistency that we are able to get in this crazy-ass game that we play. Because it's not always going to be based on a player's talent. Yes, sometimes a player's talent just wins out. And they can be in a bad scheme with a bad leadership, with bad coaching, and they can pull it out. But more often than not, if they have a play caller who maybe is more defensive-minded, mm-hmm. maybe wants to wear out the clock a lot more, 
those high-flying wide receivers on that team, all of a sudden they're going to get shuttered a little bit. Look at Odell. Mm-hmm. He's a great example of this. You have to know, does this – look back through the last four or five years of data if it's available to you. Does this guy have a, a, a very decipherable tendency? Is he pass-heavy? Does he uh, try and get his quarterbacks to have quick release and do those short passes? Are you looking at a slot receiver then that could really benefit from that? Are you looking at somebody who does always use running back committees? Hello, Doug Peterson. Right? Know that and and seep that into your skull when you are on the board. Because, yes, a player's name and what they've done previously can be very enticing. The flashier it is, the more well-known they are. Sometimes those names just gravitate towards the top of your draft board, despite whatever changes might have happened at the coaching level. And you cannot ignore that. So make those tendencies your friend. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, number five. Be careful of the hype machine. Once training camp starts, or even quicker than that, or sooner, I should say, we have free agency coming up, the NFL draft, players are going to be you know, moving teams, the rookies are going to find out where their, their homes are, You know, there's going to be a lot of hype surrounding it, just be careful of it. And especially once training camp starts, you know, there's a lot of narratives that are going out there by beat reporters, some are better than others, uh, coaches love to talk up certain players a la Dante Pettis Mm -hmm. this last year. He was going in like the fourth round of drafts. (laughs) That's so ridiculous. He did absolutely nothing. And granted, there was some injury there, but still, he was doing nothing all year long. So just you you gotta you gotta gotta finesse the news. Yes, you gotta just just be careful. Some of the hype is good. I mean there's there's some of it that, you know, there's a definite drumbeat, and you definitely need to be listening to that. But just have a little bit of caution. Make sure you're doing your proper research, and you'll be just fine. You don't need to pay too much attention to every one-handed catch that happens in training camp. That's right. You know, that doesn't make them a fantasy star. Half the time, there's no pads it. on or anything anyway. So That's it's right. like those highlight reels yeah. that they post. You'll see them all over mm-hmm. Twitter in the offseason during the training camp. Those are the weirdest things to me because none of that matters. You're just in training camp. That's yes, right. if it's a consistent thing, like you said, if a coach is really, oh, like consistently on this mm-hmm. guy and you can see the proof there. Right. Yeah, sure. Or once preseason games actually start and they're, you know, starting with the ones, you know, that first game or that second game or, you know, you see them playing throughout the entire game maybe. I mean, that's a very good sign. So just, just again, just be careful of the hype machine. Because it gets out of control sometimes. Don't get eaten by it. That's right. It's a greedy bitch. Uh, number four on this list. Spend your late round picks on high upside players, not safe picks. I'm going to be honest. I've been victim of this too many times to count. Because you'll get to a point in the draft. You look at your roster. And you just keep, if you're anything like me, you don't always see how great it is while it's happening mm-hmm. you see the holes you just see oh this could be bad if this happened and this would be bad if this happened you want to hedge oftentimes at the back end of the draft at least i i want that sometimes but those guys those safe 
floor guys are not going to win you a week, let alone a league. You should be getting high volume, high production out of those early picks. That's mm-hmm. where your studs are going to be anyways. Mm-hmm. Those last picks need to be for some of those guys who have the opportunity to really step up and stand out. Whether it's they are just below another guy on the depth chart who maybe doesn't have a very secure spot on that roster or you know one injury to this running back is all of a sudden going to vault this guy into a starting role. Those are the kind of guys that you want to load up on when it's free dart throws. Mm-hmm. After round nine, that's really what you're doing for the most part. Or you're picking up a quarterback, as we mentioned that's right. earlier. Um, but it's, it's just not meant for that nine-point-per-week dude who's he's always going to get you nine. It's, it's not meant for Cole Beasley's. That's, that's what right. I'm saying here. All right? This is not the time to pick Every, Cole Beasley. Th- there is a spot on your roster for him, but... sure. Yeah, you can always pick him up later on. I was going to say, it's week three when he's been dropped to the waivers That's and you right. need that little desperation That's right. filler. That's fine. But to, to spend an actual draft pick on that guy, no. Pick a guy who has tremendous talent and tremendous upside, even if he doesn't have the clearest path to production. All right, so number three. Don't follow the masses. There's a lot you of... Like church? There's a lot of free resources out there, use them. So what I'm saying here is obviously you want to follow the experts on Twitter or Reddit or wherever, wherever this podcast. or on this podcast, wherever you get your information from, obviously listen to them. They're, they're the quote unquote experts. They're plugged in, but don't be afraid to come up with your own opinion. And if there's something that you don't, that, that you don't necessarily agree with or you're questioning their reasoning, do some research. There's a lot of free resources out there that you don't have to pay for. Hence, hence they're free. Did you see how that Is works? That how that w- That's how it God works. God damn it. I know. So just Learn find them. There, there, there's tons of them out there. Maybe you don't get some of those advanced stats that that you know some some other people are spouting off, but you don't necessarily need that. You know, there's there's a lot of go on YouTube. You can find lots of video of players if you want to watch right. uh, game film or something like that. You can find stuff like that out there. Um, you know, average draft position, um, yearly statistics, all that stuff is out there. Um, just don't blindly follow the masses. You know, again. Dante Pettis. I mean, <laughs> there was there was a lot the of people that were banging the drum for him. How he's he's a can't miss player, and it didn't work out. None of us are perfect. That's right. And and don't be afraid to go out there and and make your own decision and and stick to it. One of my favorite sites, Pro Football Reference. Mm-hmm. It's free, easy to use. Yeah, gives you a lot of just raw data. Absolutely. And you can go and yeah, fact check these mm-hmm. guys. Fact check us. For that matter. Yeah. Because a lot of what we do, a lot of what everybody does is a little narrative mm-hmm. spinning. You're storytelling. Yeah. Really, you're, you're, you're looking at the data and you're forming your own opinion about it. But that doesn't mean that it's the only opinion or necessarily the right opinion. That's right. You know, I also like to, or we talk about it a lot, is, um, um, God, I'm drawing a blank. I'm awful. Fantasy so you pros. You talk about clowns. Oh, okay. No, we never talk about clowns. They're the worst. That's true. Uh, fantasy pros. You know, we talk yes. about them a lot. We use them for a research. They have a lot of free material out there. Uh, just snap counts, just, targets. Yeah, there's so much out there for you. Just, just use those resources. Yeah. 
do some reading, y'all. <laughs> I say this as somebody who I don't think has read a full book since, like, high school. I think it was Stephen King's It. I think that was the last full book that I read. Ah, not a bad one to go out on, that's right? for sure. I ended on a high note. I will oh, say you're bringing that. it back to clowns, though. Oh, like my it. God. This is all of a sudden a oh, clown episode. I don't like it. Fuck. All right. Um, <laughs> number two on this list of ours. Don't draft too many players of the same type. So when I mean type. Don't draft 12 quarterbacks. Don't, yeah, don't do not do that. That would be, that'd be bad. <laughs> don't. <laughs> It, maybe if you split it up between quarterbacks and kickers, I could get on board with it. But, you know, not not one or the other. All Mix right. it up a little bit. Uh, no, what I mean by the same type is I mean, look, you have a roster full of a little bit of what I was guilty of this past draft, which is why I put this down. I had a Robbie Anderson, who is already a Marvin Jones type, who was uh, close to what uh, a Marquez Valdez-Scantling type would have hypothetically been uh, throughout the year. A lot of these boom-bust wide receivers, right, don't load up on those guys. Brandon Cooks, another example of that, who was also on my team. Especially at the point in the draft where you have to take them. Again, that's mm-hmm. these aren't late-round guys where you're taking your shot on. Right. These are like the middle of the draft where you're still building your roster. That's right. Or do you have – are you going to draft a quarterback that has the exact same – Floor. He's a high rushing mm-hmm. upside guy, but he's not consistent week to week. He doesn't score a lot of touchdowns. We don't maybe want two of that guy on mm-hmm. your team. You maybe want to diversify a little bit. A guy who is locked into 4,500 yards every year. A Matt Stafford type when healthy. You know, balance your roster out. Don't fall victim to. I'm, I'm going all speed guys, or I'm going all uh, goal line vultures, you know, at the end of this draft. You have to really spread yourself out a little bit to get the best all-around team. Uh, don't get locked in. You know, I know a lot of you folks out there are in love with the, the Beasles. You love that Cole Beasley. But you don't want the Cole Beasley and the Jamison Crowder and the Randall Cobb. You don't want all those guys on your team. No, you probably yeah. don't even want one most times. So I don't know. The Beasles is fine. He's he's fine. He's so, fine. Well, he's Crowder a good, he's, was terrific. He's a good fill-in player. Sure, but you're never going to put him in. Going here's my weak winner. That's right. And so if you only have guys who are like that, you're going to be a little sore. That's right. All right. And last but not least, least look, but not last. Yes. Wait. No. You are right. right. Strike you were that right the first time. Reverse it. Look at weekly consistency rather than where players finished on the year. We get so enamored with, oh, this guy finished, you know, the number five running back on the year. But how did he get there? Was he very boom bust? Was one week he was the RB1 and the next week RB30? You want people on your team or players that are consistent week to week. Yeah, it looks great at the end of the year. It got you there. But say at what cost? That's right. I mean, if if they're if they're wildly inconsistent week to week, that could hit you at the time it hurts the most in the playoffs. That's right. And then you're done. And then what? Oh, great! He finished running back five, but he he he, he shit the bed in the for playoffs. Four I games. Mean, yeah, one of them at the worst time. Exactly. You don't need players like that. Again, there there's a time and place for them. Like if you have to like. 
you know, your, your players got hurt or something, or you need that big outing because on Thursday night, you know, Lamar Jackson put up 50 points and you, you need that boom potential. Right. That's great. But that can come back and bite you when you need it the most. Yeah. So, so when, when, when you're ranking your players, you're thinking about drafting someone, look at how they finished week to week rather than end of the year stats. It'll give you a much better picture of what to expect and when you're building your team. I even recommend charting it out. Mm-hmm. Literally look at every week production. Well, was this a, a top 12 week, mm-hmm. top 24 week, top 36 week? Absolutely. Whatever. And, and I know that that can be a pain. However, we may even be able to assist with that at some point. Mm-hmm. I'm tinkering around with an idea of doing something like that, kind of an easy-to-follow metric. Uh, for week to week and and what that meant for their consistency, so uh, possibly look for that throughout the off season. But yeah, don't don't just look at that final standing mm-hmm. and think that that means everything. I mean, it's great. It's a it's good. It's, it's it's something, but it can't be the the end all be all. That's right. All right, and then I've got one little bonus. Bonus time. Yes, one little bonus. And this isn't Aren't really you lucky listeners. This isn't really for during the draft, but it's something to remember during the season. And it's something that I am guilty of. Fair enough. So perjury. Wait, no, sorry. No. Okay. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> Don't be afraid to use your, your waiver priority or, or, or spend up your fab on players you believe in. I've done this multiple years in a row where I've waited a week too long. Or haven't spent enough fab money and just haven't gotten that player. Like a couple years ago, it was Kamara in in his rookie season. I I thought about picking him up two weeks in a row. And then finally, the week I put in the waiver claim, someone had a higher priority than me, and I missed out on him. Um, I did it with... um, uh, was it? I did it with Philip Lindsay. Was a perfect example. Yes, yeah, uh, not Philip Lindsay. year, but the year yes, prior. Yes, I did it. Same, same there. I tried to get him. And again... I was doing too well and didn't have waiver priority. So, um, again, something to just remember in season. Get your guys. Be yeah, confident. Yes. Be confident. Take your shot. Yeah. Because. Like Eminem says, you only get one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. That's right. Guys. Slim Shady says that. Believe right. in him. That's right. All right. So that's it for things to remember for next draft season. Anything else to add on that? Uh, remember to wear a shirt and pants if you're going to be drafting in public is my biggest uh, takeaway, okay. I think. As, like a Buffalo Wild Wings, for example. I don't know if you know this. They won't let you in if you're not wearing the pants. So wear the pants. Okay. So should we do maybe a couple name that player? <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Let's, Let's do, do it. it. All right. Let's fucking do it. Okay. So do you want to start first? Or shall I? Uh, oh, you know what? I'm going to defer. Okay. If this is the coin toss here. I'm going to defer to you. All right. So I'm very curious. All right. To see what you've cooked up over Okay. There. So I am going to start off here. Um, I'm going to start with QB. Okay. I'm going I'm to tell you that straight off. Okay. So I've got pretty much for all of mine, I've got um, five to six random stats. Okay. And we'll see if you can get it. Now, just for context here. 
No, no trying to Google this answer. No, 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 no. This is off the top of research our Research here. This is there's a time and place for research, and it is not right now. No. This is what have we collected up in these domes? How much? How much do we actually remember about last season? I'm I'm going to say very little. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> so, let's try. All right. So QB. Mm-hmm. So this quarterback finished as the QB ten. Okay. Do you want to take a guess after every one, or do you want to just... How, how many hints were, will there be for this? Because we did not coordinate I've got that six. part ahead of time. I've got six for oh, this one. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, I'm going to not take a guess right now. Okay. Because that is not enough for me. Okay. He was ADP QB7. Ooh. Oh... I think I might have it. Okay. Do you want to? I mean, you can keep guessing. I mean, I'll, I won't say oh, you're it's one, not and, one done. and done. No, I don't okay. think it's one and done. I, I do want to take a guess here then because okay. I have an idea. Is it Russell Wilson? No. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So this QB had the sixth most top 12 finishes on a week to week basis. Yes. Sixth most. Oh, sixth most. That does that does not help me. No. Truthfully. Okay. No. He had the fifth most pass attempts and the fifth most touchdown passes this season. And he finished QB eleven. Ten. Ten. Sorry. QB ten. QB ten. Jared Goff. Nope. Wow. All right. Okay. So so the last two clues here get substantially easier at least in my opinion boy so now i'm under the gun so he's only played 16 games one time in his career whoa once in his career Mm -hmm. well all the all the injury prone guys that i know were, were basically not in contention this year this is not a cam newton type I'm going once in well because he, it could also mean that he's just not played that many seasons, uh, so he could be somewhat of a newcomer. Do you want the last hint? I do. I really All right, do. This is it. Oh God, I'm going to feel like a bonehead. His wide receiver core was decimated this year. Oh, Carson Wentz. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Thank you for for that last. Uh, yeah, I needed that. <laughs> <laughs> but some surprising stats in there. Really surprising. Yes. For example, like his pass attempts, mm-hmm. I did not think would be nearly that high. Mm-hmm. I really didn't. Uh, but now on on retrospect, of course, him only playing 16 games one season makes so much more sense. Right. Yes. Uh, damn you, Carson. <laughs> damn you straight to hell. All right. All right, trade off here. All do you right. want to stay in the quarterback category? I'll leave it up to you. To... Okay, I'll okay. leave it up to you. You know what? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up. Let's let's move on to a running back category, right here. Okay. So, I'm gonna start off uh, with what I perceive to be a bit of a toughie. Maybe. Okay. All right. So uh, this running back had was was one of only two running backs that exceeded 150 rushing attempts and 100 targets this season. So at this point, if you if you guessed either, that would just kind of right. help you right. in this moment. And, and I'm guessing that you know one of them right off the bat. Is it Austin Eckler? No. Oh. Not who I thought you would guess. Well, CMC is uh, the obvious one. 
in that okay that's okay yes thank you i just wanted you to get that yes yeah that that is the obvious one so i didn't want to go there because i i mean i can't imagine the answer is cmc perfect it is not it is not uh but that would be actually wonderful if it was this uh running back has never previously exceeded 50 targets Any 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 ideas? I don't know if he had a hundred targets. Mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette. Ding yes. ding motherfucking ding! Look at this guy! <laughs> Look at the big brain on Brad! <laughs> that was nice. That was uh, that was great. I, I thought about talking about his touchdown totals, but I felt like that would have given it away right away. So see, I was wondering if this was going to happen because we obviously didn't talk about this ahead of time. That's right. I'm going to have to save this for another episode because I'll have to change it because I also had Leonard Fournette as my running Did back. Did you? <laughs> he's just uh, he's an interesting guy to think about and talk about this year because what he did this year, it, it's such an anomaly. But also, is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or is this is this Fournette moving forward? I don't know. Yeah. Well, you got, opinions, you got but... me on the receptions. That was yeah. I, I didn't think I, he had a hundred targets when I saw that this year. It blew my goddamn. Well, that's mind. what I was thinking. I'm like, I don't know that he had a hundred targets. I knew he was up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but but when he said he uh, um, he had was that over fifty reception? Not previously, yeah, previous, had over 50. yeah. That's yeah. when I knew because he's had like in the mid thirties pretty much every year, and then all of a sudden yeah. this year it bumped way up. I thought maybe you would have lent Zeke in that. Uh, that's the only other guy that I was kind of. Clouding it with, but well, no, because last year he had something like eighty some or seventy some receptions last year. That's and then he was over that this year as well. So that's true. um, All right, so I'll I'll have to change that one for a future episode. So we'll do one more each. I like it. All right, let's do it. Okay. Um, let's see. Do I want to go tougher or absolutely or always? They're they're both kind of (laughs) tough. Um, we'll do, I'll do wide receiver. I like it. Perfect. Cause I already had one queued up for tight end. So we're right. going to cover all the positions here. All right. Here. Perfect. That's incredible. Okay. Right, let's do it. So I've got five clues okay. for this one. <laughs> I don't know why you had to put the emphasis on clues that way, but all right, let's do it. So he finished as wide receiver 28. Okay. PPR scoring. I yes, assume. Yes. Yes. Okay. PPR. I know that's not enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> His ADP was wide receiver 94. Holy shit. Wow, the disrespect on whoever this person is mm-hmm. is outrageous, but definitely not enough for me. I have a couple of ideas, Bruin, but... Actually, you know, I'm just going to say one, because mm-hmm. I want to put it out there. Is it Jameson Crowder? No. Okay. All right. Um, which which order do I want to do these stats in now? Uh, <laughs> um The way that makes it easier for me to guess. God, I know. Jeez. Um, well, this won't make it easier, but I found this an interesting one. Maybe okay. maybe it'll help you, though. Okay. Is it the name of his childhood horse? No. Okay. So he finished higher than OBJ, Tyree Kill, and Mike Williams, and finished one spot lower than Devontae Adams. On the year? On the year. That's wild. And somebody who is fully undrafted... 
Is it Randall Cobb? No. Okay. He had a couple of blow-up games. All right. All right, let's let's try okay. again. The number one wide receiver on his team finished as the wide receiver 15. Ooh, Jarvis Landry. Nope. Oh, my goodness. All right. <sighs> this is terrifying. He, okay, he was considered the wide receiver two on his team last year, and he came to his team in free agency. Okay. Who who did the biggest move in here this this offseason? I'm going to say there really weren't that many wide receiver free agents this year. Oh my goodness! All right. I can't come up with it. All right, I'll, I, I'm out of my my real my oh, real no. my real hints here. I got some more though. Okay. All right. All right. So um, he's come up on the show today a couple times. Okay. And he's got an incredible nickname. He does. Maybe not did incredible. Did we give him the no, nickname? No, 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 no. It's a nickname he's known for. Really, slot wide receiver. And he has a nickname yes. that is so... Well, I, I, okay, maybe it's hyperbole with incredible, but... <laughs> <laughs> Boy, man. He plays uh, in the AFC East. <laughs> Beasles? Yes. Really? Cole yes. Beasley was wide receiver 28? Yep. How? Okay, I just spent so much time <laughs> lambasting this guy and Jamison Crowder, and I feel like they're, you know how I said, don't go after the same guy. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I'm retracting that. I feel like I now want to just target slot receivers because they're but, crushing it. But he never gave you weak winning weeks. Can I also tell he you... He was only I, a wide receiver two uh-huh. twice on the season. Ride receiver two or better? Or better, yeah, twice on the season. Yeah, that's not so. He, so he's great. very consistent, but he's your nine point guy. Yeah. So he is the definition of what I said. However, at the end, so this does tie into what you said in your list as well. Don't look just at the end of season stats that's because right. they can be deceiving. That's right. However, that consistency it could be beneficial to you in the right circumstances. That's right. But like I said, as I said earlier, he's a good like bi week fill in, yes. a good flex option. First of all, I also forgot that he uh, changed teams, <laughs> if I'm being honest, because yep. um, that's how little I think about Cole Beasley <laughs> in my day-to-day life. But that was a great one. That was So far, you are crushing it on the, uh, the hint giving here. All I right. was trying to come up with some interesting stats. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to make that's it a, too easy. No. Why would you? That's right. All righty. All right, this is it. Yes. Last one for the week. This is a tight end. This tight end finished his last seven games as the tight end one. The last, his last seven games. Correct. As the tight end one. The tight end one. Um. I got another one loaded. Here, I'll give you this one okay. as, a, as a bridge. Okay. Here. He had finished his first nine games as the tight end thirty-four. So he was really low. And the tight end one, not a the, tight end. The number one guy. PPR formats. Oh, man. I'll give you one more. Well, I'll give you a few more, but he had a career high 
in touchdowns with just three. Oh, it's uh, Higby. Yes. Well yes. done. Really? That's the one that cued it off was the touchdowns? Yes. Wild. Wild. But I like it. But isn't Oof. that ridiculous? It is. And and that really holds some water about don't get too caught up in your draft because it changes and you better be yeah, ready to roll right. with it. And you better be ready to pick up a guy like that if you if you believe in him. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you crushed me in this contest here. So. Or I wouldn't say crushed. My hints were just that fantastic. They were. That. Yes. <laughs> that was fun. We'll be doing more of that, I presume, yeah. throughout the offseason. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was a fun little exercise. That's right. Fun to get the brain. The brain. That's yeah, right. Get that brain juice moving. I, I promise I won't call it brain juice all the time. Okay. Well, whatever floats your boat, man. Okay. Brain juice would. Okay. So that's all we have for this week, folks. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week. We little, sure will. Little contract talk. Yeah. We're so gonna it'll get into be some fun. of this. Yeah. Some of this roster construction mm-hmm. from a real NFL perspective. That's right. And how that could help you in fantasy. That's right. So. As always, please give us a rate and review on iTunes. We definitely appreciate it. Please subscribe to the show with whatever platform you're listening to. If we're not out there on a platform you prefer, let us know. Yeah. We'll get it out there. Somebody we just had, did that a couple weeks that's ago. Right. We snapped our fingers and right we on it because we're here for you. That's right. You can reach us at Drinking Fantasy. Please. Any questions you have, as now we're in the off-season, dynasty-related questions, roster construction, uh, rookie draft questions coming up, Mm -hmm. uh, let us know. Always give us your drunk trades, because we love to hear about those, and we love to share. If you can tell us while it's happening, that would be even better. That would be incredible. But, But even after the fact is fine. That's right. So as I said, at Drinking Fantasy, you can reach me if you'd like at FF Dusty Dog, and they would like. You can reach me at Jake Trowbridge, and, and goodness, that's it for this week. People. Yes, and until next week, keep drinking and talking fantasy football. Cheers, FFers.